1: It's Paul Hamilton. Rob Ray joins Shopin's Bulldog game days
2: at four. Howard and Jeremy welcome Marty Biron on Thursday mornings at 7.30 on WGR Sports Radio 550. And there they all are right there. What's in there? Sal Capaccio's in there. Jeremy White, Shopin's the Bulldog, there's Alan Davis, John and Brian Cozio, Pat Malcaro, whole is in there. Really? And you know what? Paul is the only one upstairs working. The rest of the guys are on vacation.
3: Rick, Rick. Really? Is that who those guys are? Actually, I've never... Is that who that is? Love it. Alright, miss you too, Rob. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. Pleased to be joined by Paul Hamilton on the West Her Hotline. Paul, let's start with Kim. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you... I know you knew knew her, know her pretty well. Um, I had some interaction with her too. Uh, I thought Jesse did a just a beautiful job with that essay and uh here's to hoping kim continues to get better
4: yeah well, some of that stuff you know i knew and of course we were all respecting the pagula's privacy as they asked for and which should be done it was the right thing to do um but that couldn't have been easy for her to sit down and write that especially during a tournament you know she did it during the australian open she would write a little bit every day and um, I just can't imagine what that was like for her to sit down and, and have to write that and relive it and go through it, the emotions, and, and she wasn't afraid to put her emotions down on paper and to tell people about it. And that's not an easy thing to do to put yourself out there like that and kind of speak for the family and, and, and that type of thing. And I really admire her for her strength for doing that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was really. Um... I I I felt a lot of emotion reading it, um, and I I made this point to Mike, um, uh, Paul that that I think, especially for her being in the public eye. Not not that not that her parents are, or that her father isn't in the public eye, but he's not he's not answering questions from media like a few times a a, a week. You know, like she is as a tennis star. And, you know, not that it would come up all the time, but still knowing that you know something that everyone wants to know, but you need to keep secret for your own, you know, your family's privacy. I mean, that can be a lot to carry around. And I just think she did. uh, She's done a tremendous job on the court and I think did a tremendous job communicating what that was like here since since what happened in June to her mom. And, you know, I would
4: imagine tennis was her therapy. You know, because when she's on the tennis court, you know, you can you can put your mind on to other things and and not be thinking thoughts and those types of things and, and use it as your therapy. And uh, we talk about when horrible things happen here in Buffalo and the sports team, usually the Sabres, for whatever reason, tend to come out and have a game right afterwards. And it gives the fans an escape for whatever might have happened here uh in western New York uh, a couple of times whether it's the plane crash or uh you know people dying in a blizzard or now that didn't the the what happened to tops was not during the season but uh, still I mean it, it just gives people a bit of an escape and maybe that was Jesse's escape you know being able to play tennis and play it well you know while she's on the court you know you can you can maybe put your mind on other things
3: Paul on this subject um, what might you know or have known about how the Sabres or even the Bills, for that matter, have adjusted in this time without Kim Pegula? Like, What what might you know about what has been different? In well, terms of the, the operations, bill, a, I mean.
4: Yeah, as you know, it's been Ron Rakuya. You know, and, and he's been... Uh, but he has always said he's not doing the Sabres, and the Sabres recently hired a COO in John Roth, who is getting his feet wet right now and kind of Learning the lay of the land and those types of things. Uh, Eventually, we'll get an opportunity to speak with him. But really, there's not much he can say right now because he's got to learn everything, you know, and about the operation and the sabers and those types of things. And just you know, somebody asked Kevin Adams about uh, him being his boss, and he's not. Kevin Adams is an equal. Kevin Adams runs the hockey department. I I asked him that.
3: I I asked him that. that? I asked him that because the quote on the website. Referred to it that way, so I I asked him that in our okay. conversations. Like, I'm no, sorry, Mike. I didn't.
4: I didn't. I'm, I wasn't trying to embarrass you. I apologize. No, I, I, <laughs> some dope. I didn't. Him.
2: <laughs>
3: I didn't. I didn't take what he said as a correction as much as it just. Like, I wanted to own it.
4: Now I feel like an idiot. But yeah. uh, let um. me
3: let me think of something to say to you. Just to, to yeah, make it even. Yeah, would you even. please? Me that, just, yes, give me a minute. Yes, please me a minute. Do. Shake it off, Paul. <laughs> It'll be fine. Give me a minute.
4: But still, you know, Kevin Adams is running the hockey department, and uh, Roth is going to run the business end of it, and uh, so, you know, that's the way they're doing it. And just like the Bills, I mean, Ron Mercuia is not doing the football part of things. You know, he's doing the business end of the Bills, and of course, Brandon Bean and, and, and McDermott are doing the football part of it, so... Before Kevin Adams, before Roth showed up, Kevin Adams said they were all kind of pitching in, you know, whether, whether, you know, as, you know, people who are running departments or whether they were vice presidents or whatever, everybody kind of chipped in as best they could. And now that uh, Roth is here, you know, he he is able to, to be able to do, you know, his job and figure things out now.
3: Right on. Well, there was some business done today with the new contract awarded to Dylan Cousins, seven years, $49-plus plus million dollars to kick in next year. Paul, is he worth it?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any of these three contracts that they have signed between Thompson, Samuelson, and Cousins are taking, of course they're taking a risk, but I don't think it's a very big risk, to be quite honest with you, in any of the three cases. You know, especially in the Thompson and Samuelson cases, I think in less than a year, maybe two, People are just going to be saying, what a steal. What did those guys sign that for? They could have been making so much more money. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I think that's what's going to wind up being there. I think they wanted to be careful to keep Thompson. I mean, Thompson is a superstar player. Dylan Cousins is an excellent player, but he's not a superstar. I don't know if he'll ever approach, like, superstar status. Type of thing, and and you know, but so I don't think they wanted to put him past Thompson, but they wanted to put him past Boldy because Boldy, who is in the same draft, doesn't quite have the numbers that Cousins has, and Cousins is a center and Boldy's a wing, and Boldy got seven million per year, so they wanted to. It was a tricky, and and they slotted him just in there. He's not making more than Thompson just by a little bit, Mm -hmm. but he is making more than Boldy, so you know it was it was interesting how they just slotted him right in a very small hole there and was able were able to get the deal done. But I don't think they're going to regret any of the three deals, to be quite honest.
2: No, like Cousins is – you're right to describe him the way you're describing him, Paul. Um, you know, he's not a superstar player like Thompson is, you know, the highlights and all the stuff. But I, I, I do think with that said, Cousins, if this – goes the way they want it to go. Well, I guess like we all want it to go, right? Like this becomes a playoff contender and eventually a cup contender. Boy Cousins will get a lot of credit for his two way game. Like he is, you know, he he, he's just all over the ice, I think. He's he drives play. Um he's, you know, I think he's digging in on his defensive responsibilities and even like I would expect he's a guy that's gonna work on draws and that sort of thing. And I just think the, the way Granado talks about him that he's someone who brings people with him, like he 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 wants that he doesn't necessarily want the spotlight for himself. he wants to just bring every, you know just bring everything forward. um I mean he's just a perfect candidate for this, and I think he'll get a lot of credit if and when this team does get to be contender status. I think he'll get a lot of notoriety for his two-way game.
4: He's the type of guy. If if the Sabers were to win the Stanley Cup with this group, he's the type of guy that would wind up with the Conn Smythe. Oh oh,
3: okay. No, sorry. Now I see. I finally found a way back. There you I, go. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna step on. Yes, sure. I was. I thought maybe you were going to. No way you were. No way you were. But I wanted it to be. I thought. I think maybe he's the type who would get the cup first. And now I want to rank the Sabres by when they get the cup.
2: (laughs) Because he's not the captain. Right. So So It's it's, it's the 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 grizzled veteran is who gets the cup second from the captain. Our our
3: captain is our grizzled veteran. right? (laughs) Okay, sorry, Paul. But down the road, once
4: that that grizzled veteran is gone, I'm sensing Darlene will probably be the captain and not Cousins. My pick Mm -hmm. would be Cousins. I think Renato's pick would be Darlene. Not that I would argue with it. There was a time I would. I wouldn't anymore. I do see the leadership qualities. Maybe I was slow to get there. Uh, that that uh, Granado and those guys see. So in um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, in in Darlene. but y- y- even though Thompson's a, I think will always be a better hockey player, I, y- I just see Cousins as the guy that by the end of a grueling playoff and you're carrying the cup around would wind up with the con Smythe type of thing. That that's just the type of player he is, and how he would impress in a playoff series. I think.
3: How about his upside on on offense in terms of, of counting stats? Like his is he's still so young. So is Dalene. No one should beat themselves up or not seeing their leadership qualities or anything. Like <laughs> there there is a spike in his shooting this year, and you're seeing that around the league too, but to a greater extent. Do you see Cousins as somebody who has, I don't know, like 30 goal seasons? He might even end up this year if he keeps his pace up, but I don't think that's exactly how you'd start to describe him.
4: Well, I I, I won't say who, just because I don't know if he would want me to say, but before before the season started, I kind of thought that Cousins would be kind of the breakout guy, not the 38-goal breakout guy. But I do have a little wager with somebody who's in the hockey world that Cousins would to score 25, and he would say he's got 24 and under and I have 25. Right. Uh, so that's kind of obviously where I was thinking that, you know, all right, here's a guy that can get it to 25 goals, and I agree. You know, maybe the ceiling is around 30, because I was thinking the same thing around Tuck. Well, 25 would be a good top six forward type of thing. And it looks like Tuck is going to – be a 30 35 goal scorer too uh you know on this team so you never say never because i certainly didn't see 38 goals coming from tage thompson and i didn't see 50 goals which is a possibility this year if he doesn't get injured you know coming from tage T- thompson you know so you just never know just because that's what i'm seeing from cousins now he could make even a bigger jump next year and then who knows what he's going to do uh but The Team Canada thing really gave him the confidence because if you remember the end of last year, he was getting all sorts of scoring chances when they were on that run at the end of the season, and he just couldn't put one in. He went like the last, what was it, 13, 15 games, something like that without a goal, but certainly had all sorts of chances. And then he just put his mind to it that I'm going to go to Team Canada, I'm just going to concentrate on refining my shot, scoring goals, and doing things, and lo and behold, he led the tournament in goals, and he hasn't looked back since. So it seemed like that gave him the shot of confidence he needed to actually get the puck to go in the net for him, not just get the chances to score.
2: Well, I mentioned earlier. Uh, I think this came up with with uh, with us maybe one day last week when Mike was off. Um, like my initial skepticism about the long-range vision of we want guys who want to be here. When Adams started talking like that, right, they're they're trading Ristolainen and they're trading Reinhardt. We know Eichel's going to be traded eventually. It took many more months than those other deals that happened in the summer. Um, But, like, you know, you understood why he was saying it and what message was being sent. And at the time there was a I had a bit of an eye roll about it because I thought it's an mm-hmm. easy thing to say about a bunch of kids who really have no say in where they can go, right? Um, you know, here's Reinhardt his first chance to get out of here uh it was was a year away and he let them know, like I'm not I'm not staying. So, you know, you, you can you can have all the best intentions about trying to build something where guys want to be a part of it. Now that we've got contracts for Thompson, we've got a contract for Samuelson, you've got a contract for cousins. Um, you know, Darlene will have to be addressed here soon enough um, after his three-year extension runs out. But, boy, my skepticism is is, is I mean, it's, it's, it's getting its face kicked in because they, they've really delivered. These guys, you're around them on a day-to-day basis in a way that I am not. Um, but from my distance, and you can tell me if, if you disagree with this, they are believable in in this camaraderie that they have and, and like this, you know, one for all all for one type of stuff that is a little cliche in, in big time business pro sports. Um, they've really done a great job of delivering on what they were trying to do, I think is is what I'm trying to say.
4: Yeah, and it's not manufactured, it's not fake. I mean, you go into the room now, they're in there just lounging, you know, might have taken their jersey off sitting there in their skates laughing having fun talking it used to be with that last group they couldn't get out of there fast enough it's basically well the idiots are walking in we got to get out of here because we can't stand talking to them and let's get out of here and you walk in the room there might be three people standing there where these guys they just if you want to talk to them fine if you want to just chat with them chat with them about your favorite basketball team or something fine they're all up for it yeah let's go let's talk you know type of a thing and 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 they 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 Mm -hmm. enjoy they enjoy each other's company they enjoy having fun with each other they don't mind having fun with the media or or just chatting with the media about different things going on in the world whether it's sports or something else or something that might be amusing or I was just chatting with Yoki Haru and there was a Finnish player or, or reporter there and I I asked both players I said all right when you guys – I mean, we, were not, we weren't talking on the microphone. I said, when you guys go back into the zone, are you talking Finnish to each other or are you talking English? And uh, and said, if it's just him and he doesn't have anybody near him, I talk Finnish to him. But if his partner's right next to him, then I talk English. Is that Finnish so-
3: reporter the guy you made the bet with? I'll only ask <laughs> – <laughs> is it Batman? Those who I-, I stop at two guesses. I'll stop at two guesses. <laughs> Is it Ryan nope, I'm
4: sorry. Yeah, but I'm sorry you, you exhausted your two guesses, and okay. uh, neither one is correct.
2: <laughs> I, still, I found out. I found out.
4: All right.
3: So um, still no practices to report on here for two more days, and then it's Calgary Saturday. Is that an afternoon game
1: Saturday? Yes, yes. that's
4: 1230 game time. Brian and Paddle start at 11, just been an hour oh. and a half early because there was no sense bringing Nate Geary in for a half hour. So what what uh, our boss usually does is just have Pat and Brian start it up at eleven and kick the pregame show in at eleven thirty and and off we go. Um, oh, but what what I what I actually what I didn't finish saying about you know these guys and how close they are. Look at this break. They're, what are there? Five or six of them are in the Bahamas, and they're genuinely happy for each other. When they sign contracts, because Thompson put out on Instagram as he and Cousins are sitting on the beach together, you know, congratulating Cousins on his on his contract, you know, putting it out there type of thing. I mean, they're they're genuinely happy for each other when they accomplish something like that. And as I said, well, it's time to go on vacation. All right. Five or six of them get on a plane off to the Bahamas, you go.
3: Yeah, that is a good sign. It helps when you're not 30 games under 500 by the Super Bowl, like the Sabers have been <laughs> right. in recent years. <laughs> yes. What are today's questions going to be? That is be helpful. like, yes. Uh, yes. But you know, point taken. And they're yep. they're super young, right? So they're young, and some of them are really getting paid here. It's, it's got to be a fun time to be a part of this team, as you often tell us uh, that that shows um
2: yeah and Asplund got engaged I saw that too oh. like there's there was other there was other yeah he's down know, there he, too with his girlfriend and yeah, yeah I, I was, was gonna that say too. that looked they... like a beach I don't know if they're all together but I might have seen yeah he's down there so
3: yeah Paul is putting the bet um, in on Calgary come one on
2: other thing real quick I'm, I'm, I'm just looking <laughs> well Paul I, I happen to have the, the schedule for Kevin Adams is on the same note that I have your sponsors on and you mentioned this extended pregame show on Saturday with Brian and Pat and Kevin Adams is scheduled to be on with the, with them. Um, I assume it's. I mean, two eleven is the date. That Saturday, that our show is not on. So I'm I'm assuming that they should be expecting Kevin Adams on Saturday too.
4: All right. Well, yeah. If that's, I know he's speaking tomorrow to everybody in the media at two o'clock, and then because practice is at three, so he'll be chatting. I said tomorrow. I I'm, meant I'm Thursday. I'm sorry. Yep. And. Um, yeah, I didn't know that, so I, I guess I might be a part of that, too. We'll have to wait yeah, and see. Well,
2: yeah, make sure everybody knows. I, you know, I, just, like I, said, I just happened to have this schedule here with the sponsors, and it's on there. So, Because um, I thought, oh, we have Kevin Adams coming up, and I looked like, no, that's Saturday. So.
3: Paul ever gone on a darkness retreat like Aaron Rodgers is talking about?
2: <laughs> oh, boy.
4: I don't even know what – I saw him mention it, and I just have no idea what he's he talking says, about. He so. says
3: it's four days in, in a dark house with no lights on
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Off to offer him.
4: Yeah, that sounds like just a bear... That sounds like so much fun. I I, <laughs> I would actually pay tens of thousands of dollars to be a part of that. I mean, it would just... It would be so awesome.
3: He's going for clarity, Paul. He's trying to find He's out... He's trying to find, look in, look from within, look from within. That's too you know much where else you can look find within. clarity
4: is get on a plane and go lay on a beach somewhere by yourself, and you could find some clarity down there too.
3: He's probably done some of that. I'm
4: thinking, <laughs> I, I, I
2: probably he's got the means. Yeah, I think I'm still right.
3: expecting a picture of Bulldog and Aaron Rodgers from Costa Rica coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, Bulldogs I'm, going? Yeah.
4: I'm going to Costa Rica again. See, I'm I'm out of the loop here. I just, nobody tells me anything. Well, that's
3: what
2: we're doing. (laughs) That's what this is. is, Yeah. (laughs) That's what this is. This is our dark house, Paul.
3: (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Take care, guys.
2: All right, there's Paul and his reports here on WGR, always brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by RELAX Honda. RELAX, we got this.
3: Okay. Um, Calls work. 803-0550. We've got an hour. Sam Monson, normally on Tuesdays at 4, will be on at 5.30. He's in Arizona. I've got some Super Bowl thoughts that I would like to share and get your feedback on. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about Dylan Cousins some more. Perhaps also the excellent essay and moving piece Jesse Pagula wrote about her mom. And maybe the Darkness Retreat. I've also got the uh, the baseball rule changes figured out here. If you need me on that,
2: oh great! Let's get into that right away. Right after the break,
3: at some point we'll we will want to. I I think. Okay. At some point, maybe it's not today, but I did I do have them ready.
2: I did read a long piece about schedule changes. Do you know the, the baseball schedule is going to be very different this year than it's been?
3: The only thing I know is like everybody's going everywhere. Right, yeah. like they com- they've just expanded the interleague. They really,
2: sawed down interdivision play is not like you you know no more nineteen. It's like twelve or thirteen games against your you know division opponents.
3: Every team plays in every stadium. Yeah. All right. Well, they have enough games to do it. We'll get the update next eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want us, Mike Showpen, the Bulldog WGR. Modern day game does not impress me. It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback yeah. and when you can't reroute receivers. And when you can't hit guys across the middle,
4: I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love these guys. It's not impressive. <laughs>
2: Bitter old guy. Oh, my
3: gosh. <laughs> I think I'm older than he is. Er- uh, Trent Dilfer, did you see uh, Eric Eager's stat on Dilfer after this?
2: I did not come across that, oh. No.
3: I mean, you can have that opinion. You don't have to be impressed. That's fine. Trent Dilfer, in his first 23 NFL starts, six touchdown passes, 34 picks. How is that possible? How do you get a 23rd start in the NFL if, yes, you were picked in the first round? Right. If you're in twenty three starts, six touchdown passes and thirty four picks, almost six to one against. I think I'd keep my mouth shut, but that's tough to do in media. Yeah, yeah. it's tough to do that. You always you kind of have to be Boy, commenting.
2: That, that those numbers really tell you how much. Even, really, it's the 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 time given for guys to figure out if they can do it. Right, like EJ Manuel was done after 14 games, and that was a little jarring to me. Like I, I, I honestly was kind of like, really, wow, they're they're junking it already. Wow, look at that. Um, and you know, how, how did that? That's just how that's how it was, right? I mean, by year three, that what well, you'd hear a lot, right? I mean, I don't know if it was Bill Parcells who first said it or Bill Walsh or which which you know giant. You know, legendary football coach was quoted as talking about like the year you should expect your quarterback to prove if he can do it or not, but that was used as a benchmark. Like guys got a lot of runway uh, before they were told, like, hey, you know what? This this thing where you're throwing, you know, three times as many picks as touchdowns, yeah, I, you know, I, that's not working for us.
3: Holy cow! Um, just sending a text here. You familiar with you know Steve Tasker?
2: Uh I, I yes, I am familiar. I I don't I don't have his number in my phone, but I I consider him uh acquaintance, I'll, I'll say.
3: I like Steve Tasker. When I started in Buffalo, he was on we were, we were once a week. He we played golf together, I used to see him a lot. And I've always liked him. Who doesn't like Steve Tasker, right? He's like Seinfeld. His mom mm-hmm. like who doesn't like Steve Tasker, right? Everybody likes Steve Tasker. So I just thought of him during the break when I saw a chart on Philadelphia. The Eagles, according to Chase Stewart at Football Perspective, are the first team, you know, think of a number. They're the first team in how long to make the Super Bowl top three in offense and defense. That's yards, by the way. Yards are better than points for this. How long do you think it's been since a team made the Super Bowl being top three in both. Thirty years. It happened in two thousand one. I assume it's the Rams in that in that year. I assume it's the Rams.
2: No, not the Patriots.
3: Not the Patriots, even though the, yeah. the Rams lost the game. Yep. Yeah. The last team to win the Super Bowl that was top three in both is Montana to Taylor. Before the Bills even made it. Eighty-nine. Eighty-eight season, yeah. Like, that's how long it's been since the team was dominant, this dominant, on both sides, and, and won it, or even made it. And so I thought of Steve, because this has always been, like, something I remember about one of my first conversations with Steve. So he's, of course, on those Bill's Super Bowl teams, and I remember him saying once, and I was just sort of floored by it, just talking about those years, those games, he said the Washington team, you may have heard him, anybody listening may have heard him say it. I don't know if he says it every day or maybe it's just like, obviously, everybody knows this. He said the Washington team that beat the Bills in Super Bowl twenty six is, in his opinion, the best team at least he'd ever played against, if not seen. Like, that's how he talked or talks about that Washington team. And like when first I heard him say that I'm like, wow. Because they're never remembered for anything. Like the Washington team in ninety one is just like sort of a trivia question. Right.
2: It's a yeah, it's it's you know. Yeah, they didn't they didn't go on you know, they didn't go to a bunch more or anything. It was they, kind of a one-off.
3: They went right away. In ninety-three, they were one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean they were they were pretty good. They were in the playoffs, but ninety one they just killed everybody. I don't know if you remember, like, the Bills that year and their chances. The, the Washington in 91 might have been a little bit like Anaheim in 07, where we're, like, shooting for it. It's go, we're going back for a second time, uh-huh. and let's see if we can do it. And there are, it's different challenges, but let's see if we can do it. By the way, on the other side, there's this team that right. is just – they went late into the season undefeated – they were great, but it wasn't really expected. It was Mark Rippon. Right. Not Montana.
2: Who also went right away.
3: Yeah, like that's right. They were a flash in the pan kind of. But yeah. for that one year, and when Steve, when Steve would say, listen, they were really great. Okay. I mean, you would know. <laughs> I respect your opinion on that, to say the least. So I'm looking at this chart and it just like sort of a light bulb went off in my mind like this is this is 91 washington and i don't know where they ranked i should find i'm going to find out cuz they weren't obviously top 3 in both or else they'd be the answer to this thing but mm-hmm. like philadelphia was in the playoffs last year barely they were the 7 look just take a minute if you don't know this look at the year philadelphia has had it's just kind of a joke Easy wins, always over 20 points, one bad game in the middle. They lost to Washington at home on a Monday night. Then they won and won and won until Hertz got hurt. And it's not even that was a big deal because they were already almost guaranteed the one seed. Right. Kind of like the Bills in 90. He comes back in and they pick right up. Their playoff games are a combined 69 to 14. How easy does it get? I mean, 69 to 14.
2: Yeah, so I mean, even even with fifty one to three mixed in in that first year for the Bills, like the, the Miami game was a little bit more of a of a struggle, right? Uh than, than that was, um, so like cumulatively you might have a, as lopsided a score in those two games, but man, the Eagles, yeah, I mean, it helps when you don't have to play, you know, you play a team that can't literally cannot throw the ball
3: oh right yes
2: (laughs) but but still you know i mean maybe that would have been a more i would think it would have been a more competitive game anyway than it ended up being but still they yeah they just cruised
3: yeah and that's really like it stands out the the top three rankings this is reflected in that how the the schedule the nfc was weak just all of it even like the, the giants were a playoff team then they won a playoff game on the road you could say either thing about the giants you could say either thing about that that that's like sort of speaks well of the giants but also come on minnesota mm-hmm. numbers numbers screamed it all year like minnesota is not even good let alone great like their record was great so here is philadelphia like on the verge i think an eagles win especially if it's like that washington win in 90 january of 92 Might put them way up there, like that's kind of what Chase's point is.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: They'll he he writes. This is so smart. It's all on the line here. Like if you win this game, not only are you Super Bowl champs, of course, but you're like a great Super Bowl team. And then the next thing for you to do is keep it up. But for like a one-off team, that's Washington to me. And I'm Mm -hmm. using Steve. That's right there for Philadelphia. If you lose, then whatever you know, like then it's all about your schedule. Yeah. It's all about your schedule, and you know the Mahomes plays into that. If he yeah. if he has an all time great game, then that you have that. You know, sometimes you you have to throw your hands up with with Mahomes. That that can happen to any any team. We know last year, Mahomes is in a great spot too because he's hurt. His receivers are hurt. He's an underdog. Like he's got a chance. He's right. already if, done it this year. Yeah. If he,
2: if he doesn't get it, it'll be like you've got ready-made reasons/slash excuses ready there. Like okay, well, you know this, this, and this. If he does it, it's heroic, and he's beaten. They will have beaten this team that, you know, is is you know doing something, being in the game at all that has you know not happened in many years now. Um. Yeah. That's 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 man. It's funny, like the Eagles. Yeah, they have to win it, but I think if Washington is any indication, they do have to stay around for a while. Otherwise, you're you're just sort of lumped in with like I don't know Tampa when they finally won or whatever. Like it's just kind That's of right. like, you know, ugh, is it you know good? You have your parade. No one no one asks you to turn your your fans have have all their fun, but you're not remembered the same way. Like that Washington team. It's swallowed up by Dallas in that era mostly.
3: That's right. The 49ers and Dallas are the teams. Yeah. By by the year or the next year after that later that's like the real Super Bowl. Washington is ancient history by 1993. But it did happen. You at least it's still a good list to be on. Sure. <laughs> you know? No question. But yeah. like to all to all this like do you pay Jalen Hurts? What does Jalen Hurts get financially? Does he get you know, Jackson, Allen, Mahomes.
2: Uh, I mean, he's at that level, right? I mean, he's he's an MVP candidate.
3: He'll probably finish second? Or no, I guess he could have won it until he got hurt. That's what it was. Yeah. Allen might finish second or Burrow. Um, Right, but...
2: But what? Well, but they're more run-heavy than these other teams. Uh, and so, you know, I don't know. Do you have some hesitation about giving him all that money if he's not the thing. Well, he does drive the offense. I mean, he he runs as well as That's part right. of this game. He's more like Jackson than than the other, you know, than like Mahomes or Josh even. Um but yeah, I I think you got to give him the bag.
3: 13 touchdowns this year, 10 last year on the ground for Jalen Hurts. Man, what a I was with a friend today, he's like I can't get into this game. I I am really into this game. I, the Bills aren't in it. We all wanted that I'm really into this game. This is a good game for for one of these. Way better than last year, I think. Agree with that? I mean, last year, two pretty good teams made it.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. The, yeah, what? Well, I, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. Last year's game stunk. The Bengals were in last year's game. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Nobody wanted that. <laughs> Sorry, Cincinnati and Joe Goodberry. Sorry, Joe. It's always Joe.
3: <laughs> Poor Joe. He's probably driving around listening right. to you. At least it's your turn this time. I right. <laughs> felt the wrath. Called him lucky. Whatever. They did. You know, he probably thought, oh, that's not over yet? What what happened about this year? What do we have to do? Right. You didn't Change your stripes. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. To sum it up.
2: No, I I agree. This game, I'm I. The fact that I've had what I think are two different, relatively strong opinions about the game is a reflection of being into the game. Yeah, you know, we started out after after Championship Sunday. And right away, I'm like, oh, man, I gotta love. Look at the Eagles. I mean, they're a machine. They're just mauling people. Look at what they did to San Francisco's defense. They, wow, they're such a bully. All this, and then you know, I don't know. You know, good quarterbacks put up big numbers on them, and you know, Mahomes is Mahomes, and like, you know, if 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 I if I weren't into the game, I would not have already like changed my mind three times about who I'm going to bet on.
3: The line is 1.5, the total is 50.5, so you, all that could be right. They could give up points and also win. Yep. They could still win.
5: Yep.
3: Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here at 803-0550. Sam Monson the PFF moved to 530 today, so that's still to come. This is WGR. Talking some Super Bowl here, we've got the Dylan Cousins contract to discuss as well. If you missed Paul Hamilton with us earlier this hour, check it out, our chat with him. On the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or at WGR550.com once it's up. <laughs> we'll get back to the Super Bowl and other things. My phone is doing something hilarious. My phone has it in for me.
2: Uh, it, oh, doesn't now.
3: <laughs> it changes real words to fake words in the name of autocorrect. My phone has auto-incorrect.
2: Mm, well, that's quite a feature. Did you pay extra for that?
3: <laughs> I probably did. Yesterday, or the day before, I had the word state written, and it changed it to capital S-T-A-T-A. Huh? Uh -huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm not in a fantasy league by that name. I don't know what it possibly is. Maybe it's a Star Trek character. I don't know. It's not my show anyway. (laughs) But this happens all the time. I'll write is, and it changes it to us. I'll write I'll, and it changes it to I'm things like this are constantly happening but that's not what happened today this is not even the same in the same category it's just funny so you've got all these pictures in your phone and in a in an effort to be more user friendly i suppose the phone has this little tab called stories mm-hmm. and you click on stories and it'll be like one day in june And I guess it's all the pictures you took on this one day in June. Okay. I sat here and just laughed for half an hour at these things today, just not even realizing they were there. Um, Because there'll be a little music behind them that seems like it's just at random. How thoughtful. Yeah, like a little slideshow for you. But on a given, like one, whatever, one day in June, in my case, it was like a picture of my daughter in a costume, then it was a couple of charts of tight-end ADPs, (laughs) and then it was like meatballs. And the idea of a slideshow with absolutely no conjunctive tissue at all, other than the day that you took the pictures with music, is so funny. So I tried to share a couple of these, and I couldn't. Like, Matthew Collar and I have this running joke about those NFL films highlight movies from the old days and how they each had a name you and I would joke about it all the time like Mm -hmm. what what will be the homogenized name you know for this bad team season and they would try everything and so I've got like anytime I one comes up on YouTube I always pause it and take a picture of the the title screen in case I need it for Matt Mm -hmm. and one of these today it's why I thought of it when he was tweeting about Aaron Rodgers I just came it was just like right I just seen a picture of this Vikings one making a move, Mm, and like it was it was make the Vikings making a move picture. Music's playing, all sweet and soft, and then my son swinging a bat, and then this lasagna that I made, (laughs) and and some you know, Miles Sanders ADP. Like every (laughs) every one of them had a fantasy screen grab in it. Just hilarious. Not what the phone was going for, but still no, right. effective. No, right, no. <laughs> I want to watch them all. I want to go back the entire history yep. of my phone and watch every one of these stories.
2: Yeah. Phone's going for like a whole series of pictures of your kids doing really cute things, but you've got, you've got yeah.
3: Mine does it by the day, yep. you know, and my day, I guess, is never one thing.
2: Yeah. Well, that's good. You know, variety. That's right. Keep things fresh.
3: Some Super Bowl stuff. Kansas City, Philadelphia. Is Philadelphia an all-time great team? They've had such an easy year. Um, maybe they are. I guess this game will determine that, how we remember the Eagles. Mahomes here. We've got the Dylan Cousins contract and much more to talk about as we continue to 5 o'clock. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Sam Monson still to come. This is
1: WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.